there's always a catch. Or at least that's the message that I had come to expect growing up in the church as someone who happens to be gay. Now, I didn't come out until late into my senior year of college, but for a long time I knew that there was something different about me, even if I didn't have a name for it yet. In the narthex of the church where I attended youth group during high school, I remember this display with various short pamphlets on different social issues, and one of them on homosexuality always caught my attention, and it made me uncomfortable. Because its message was basically, well, God loves me, but only if I changed who I was. And then later in college, when I was a part of the pre-seminary program at the time, our cohort would meet for weekly dinner and conversation. One night, which I couldn't attend due to work commitments, our topic, led by our program director and campus pastor, was to be, what is our pastoral response to the sin of homosexuality? This was still some time before I actually came out, but I remember how deeply uncomfortable and shameful I felt reading that email announcement. There's always a catch. That's the message that LGBTQIA people in the church have felt and continue to feel even today. All are welcome. The sign reads or the hymn declares. But does that really include me? When I began the process of coming out late into my senior year, I knew that the church body that I had been raised in didn't have a place for me anymore. But I knew there were, theoretically, churches out there that did. I had heard of them, but I had never experienced them personally before. So I took to Google and I searched gay-friendly churches in Chicago. And so when I found Urban Village Church, a new church community in Chicago, I walked through the doors and I took my seat in the pews that first Sunday with deep skepticism. Even after the welcome statement at the beginning of the service, still I wondered, what's the catch? If you listened to last week's Unity podcast episode, you know where this story is headed. Urban Village went on to become the church community that reshaped my perception of what Christianity could be like. You know, here at Unity, we have our three words, celebrate, share, renew. Urban Village had its three words, bold, inclusive, and relevant. Bold in its proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. Inclusive in its radical welcome. Relevant in the way that we live out our Monday through Saturday lives. More than words on a bulletin or on a website, this was a church community that actually lived out its welcome. 
And that made all the difference in the world for me. And it's a large part of the reason that I'm able to stand here today as a pastor. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me, Jesus declares. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about what it means to welcome and to be welcoming. At a basic level, we know that everyone longs to feel included, to be valued and accepted for who they are, to have a sense of belonging, a sense of community. Some people have never had to question that, and that's amazing. But for others, it's not so easy. As a part of the LGBTQIA community, signs out front of churches that read, all are welcome, still give me pause, to be perfectly honest. Does that really include me? Recently, I was having another conversation with some pastor friends in a weekly text study group, and we were talking about the recent protests in the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd. There's no doubt that Black Lives Matter has become a politically charged phrase. And often the critique has been summarized in the phrase, all lives matter which is technically true and valid, but it doesn't tell the whole story. No one who says black lives matter believes that other lives somehow don't matter. That's ridiculous. But that's also not the point. The point is that right now in this moment, it's black lives that are at risk. Black lives that are being taken too soon. Black families that are afraid to let their kids leave the house out of the fear that they won't come back home. Those of us who are white, who live in predominantly white spaces, will never know that reality. The reality that comes with daily fear and feelings of exclusion and being an outsider. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. Black Lives Matter is as much a statement of welcome and affirmation as welcoming LGBTQIA folks into our pews. All our welcome and all lives matter are simply not enough. Welcoming people as Jesus calls us to welcome them means that we need to be specific and name those who historically have not been welcomed. Specific welcome leaves no room for questioning. What's the catch? Because people are afraid and people are dying and people need to know that yes, that welcome includes me too. Being welcomed as Christ welcomes us is so powerful because there is no catch. In Christ's welcome, black lives matter. 
In Christ's welcome, LGBTQIA lives are affirmed without exception. In Christ's welcome, anyone who has been marginalized and excluded has a place at the table. We all yearn to be welcomed and affirmed and included and have a sense of belonging in community. And I think that we all also yearn to share that sense of belonging with others, to extend welcome as we ourselves have been welcomed. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. That kind of welcome is more than words in a bulletin or on a church sign or in a hymn. It has to be. Jesus' words are the church's call to action. Welcome is a verb, and if all are welcome, then we have to prove that. To welcome our siblings who might look or love or believe differently than us is to welcome Christ who welcomes us first, unconditionally. To welcome the least of these is to welcome Christ himself and to invite and to recognize the presence of God in our midst, the God who welcomes and loves us with a love that will never let us go, a love with no fine print, no asterisk, no exception, no catch. Thanks be to God.